My name is John Devine, and I am the host of the Healthy Wealthy People podcast, the show that educates on the three most important pillars of becoming a strong individual, our health, our wealth, and our authentic expression of self. Before we get started, I would like to personally thank you, yes, you, for investing your time with me today. And I ask that if you do find value in today's episode, that you do us both a favor and subscribe. All right, let's jump into it, y'all. Yo, what is up, y'all? It's your boy. John Devine, welcoming you back to episode 19 now of the Healthy Wealthy People podcast. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode. And in today's show, I'm going to get into a topic following last week's episode, Sales 101, where I really dug into what it is to be a salesman and how to make sure that your sales conversations in any way, shape, or form go more in your favor. So today I thought a good follow-up episode would be to talk about buying styles. So we talked about selling. Now, selling is only half of the equation of a transaction. You have to have buyers on the other side of that transaction. And there are many, many, many different forms of buyers because we're human beings, right? But for the most part, we can break the way somebody makes a purchase or the way somebody buys into an idea into four different categories. Now, caveat, most people are a blend of one or more of these categories, okay? It's... Like, if you know the Enneagram test, it's like that, okay? Where there's nine major personality types. And again, most people are a blend of two or even three, right? For me, I am an eight one with the Enneagram. It's like the five love languages, okay? With the five love languages, it's twofold. How do you primarily give love and how do you receive love because they're often different uh, communication styles and for me personally I'm quality time and acts of service so we are typically a blend because again we're human right so if we can learn these major categories it can just kind of help us identify who we're talking to okay even with the human body There are three major body types, but most of us are a blend of two of those body types, okay? For me, I'm a blend of an ectomorph, skinny, and a mesomorph, holds muscle, okay? So you're never going to find somebody, and I don't want to say never. It's likely that you won't come across people that they are just full, 100% this type of person, right? Emotional beings fluctuate, so our personalities, the way we buy, all that stuff fluctuates with us. So what we're going to do is um, break these four buying styles down. And the major categories are number one, 
fighters. Number two, detectives. Number three, entertainers. And number four, counselors. Okay, so we're going to break these four down. Uh, but again, knowing yourself is the first step in anything that we're going to do. If we're trying to sell, if we're trying to learn buyers, if we're trying to get through meditation or improving our health, getting it done with yourself is step one. Once you understand it through the self, then you'll be able to understand it, recognize it, and see it in others. But if you don't first recognize it in yourself, you're not, you're, there's no way you're going to be out there identifying what other people have going on because you haven't identified it within yourself. So with everything I always teach, always remember that it has been run through my own lens many, 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 many times before I've brought it to you guys, okay? So try to do the same. For me, with buying styles, I am a fighter detective, okay? So I'm not just here to be short, quick, get to the point, let's go, let's move, let's make decisions. That is one part of me. The other part of me, if I see something that makes sense, I'm like, all right, slow down. Let's talk about this. I got a lot of questions. I want to know this, that, the ins, the outs, right? Once I do, I will likely be a buyer, okay? So I'm going to be short, sweet, to the point, fast, let's go in the beginning. But if you can hook my attention, you got me, right? Let's talk about it. So let's break these down. I want to get into this by saying this concept changed everything about how I do business. I came across this information probably four years ago. Uh, one of my business coaches hired me an outside sales coach, and she had read this book and taught me this concept within the book, and it completely changed my life. So first of all, the name of the book is Navigate 2.0, Selling the Way People Like to Buy. So... I will link that in the show notes so that you guys can go and get yourself a copy. Uh, but I'll give you the, the bulk of the information right here. I'm going to quote uh, two of the partners from Southwestern Consulting that wrote this in the book, Mr. Dustin Hills and Steve Rainier. So Dustin says, most salespeople only effectively sell to the prospects who are their own same behavioral profile missing out on the majority of buyers, up to 75%. But if sales professionals can learn to adapt their selling style to the other person's buying style, then they are likely to close up to three times as many sales. And then from Mr. Steve, he says, the most challenging situations are when you're selling to, working with, or even living with someone who's cross-quadrant from you, they both deliver and process information completely different ways than one another. It turns out that everything from the amount of details a person shares to even the way someone sounds when he or she talks can completely change the trajectory and likelihood of a sale ever taking place. The typical response for most of us during these conflicts is to either press harder, speak louder, or say the same things over and over and over again hoping for a different result. Alternatively, we might just dismiss this person as not worth it and move on to the next prospect. So in both scenarios, the natural state for most of us is just to default 
to whatever communication style is most comfortable for us rather than to adapt. But expecting our listener to modify his or her communication to our own style is not only lazy, but a surefire way to lose business. Okay. So while I came across the four buying styles, I was also going through a really hard life changing uh, outlook, mental perception of life uh, that as you progress, you should go through. And for me, just the way I grew up, you know, I was very shielded, hard edged. That's the fighter buying style of me, quote unquote. It's the eight in the Enneagram. And through having that rigid, I need to protect myself. I became very blunt, um, short, snappy, sarcastic uh, in my communication style. And I really do love and care for people, right? I just don't have a lot of patience for the bullshit, if I'm being honest. And so I was really struggling as a business owner, a salesperson, a stepfather, all this stuff, a friend, um, where I was like, people want me to change the way I communicate with them and it's bullshit. Why don't they change the way they understand? And he was like, bro, the ego behind that statement is wild, right? Like there's 8 billion people on the planet and you're way outside of the box for how people typically communicate and you just want the masses to just shift and change how they understand communication. You want them to just know that you are being friendly when you're like, what's up dickhead. (laughs) And it was hard, but it's this same concept with love languages. Okay. If I show love with gifts, but the person I'm trying to show that I love receives love with words of affirmation, we're going to have a huge problem in our relationship because I'm trying like crazy to show her that I love her and she just isn't hearing it. And she feels like I'm not doing anything or saying anything to show her that I love her when I'm working my ass off to do it, but I'm showing in a different way than she's hearing And so you have to figure out the way people hear so that, yes, you can shift the way you communicate so that you can be heard because you could be the nicest, clearest communicating person. But if they don't hear communication that way, you're never going to be heard. Okay, so that's why we're going to jump into these four styles. So let's talk about fighters. Okay. Just because I am one, I can talk more uh, from this perspective. So fighters are cut to the chase, bottom line drivers with little time and even less patience. They are motivated by results, and it's important for them to be in control. They are fast moving, and they value solutions. Okay, So when you're talking to a fighter... If you do any sort of cold calling, contacting, anything like that, for me, I do my business in person. So every once in a while, you walk into a business and it scares new salespeople because someone that owns that business will be like, what do you want? What are you doing in here? What can I do for you? What's the deal? 
and they're just like thrown off because they're waiting for a, hey, how can I help you? But when you walk in, a fighter can see that you're selling something and they just want to know what you're selling, right? Because if it's not worth their time or they already have it covered, they don't want either of us to waste our time. It's a respect for me and a respect for you. So you'll hear these things and for most people, they'll be scared and intimidated right off the bat when you should just go, oh, I'm dealing with a fighter. I know how to talk to this guy. I just got to cut to the chase, right? There's no fluff. There's no rapport. There's no, we don't have time for that unless what you have is worth our time. Okay. So don't be overly intimidated by a fighter. Just let them be in control. And what I mean by that is they're going to be asking the questions, just answer their questions. And if they like the answers, they'll keep going with you. Okay. But don't try and redirect or take control of the conversation by asking a question. That's typically what you do when you're dealing with people. Because if you are selling something or you are selling an idea, you need them to stay on track with what you're talking about. And if they start asking all kinds of random questions, it just, the pitch goes the wrong direction. Okay. So maintaining control, as we learned in the last, uh, episode is as simple as being the one that asks the questions. But when you're dealing with a fighter, you have to let go of the reins and let them take the conversation where they want and you'll be fine. Okay. When you're going to approach them, you want to use the because framework. Now I'm going to do an entire different podcast on the because framework, but the because framework is why are you here? Because, and then fill in the blank. So for me, I would be like, because I own an insurance agency here in town and we're the only business that offers return a premium standard on all their policies. And we do a very unique form of insurance called supplemental benefits. So I was just coming in to see if I can save you and your business some money and wait for the response. Okay. Because answer their question. And if there is a definitive value statement, because again, they are solutions oriented, then you will likely get at least your sit down, right? Where you get a pitch. Okay. But still you got to let them control. So that is fighters. Moving into my secondary personality type, which is detectives. Detectives are the practical analysts they are always on the hunt for the finest of details and tend to have a slightly slower pace because they are methodical. They rank the value of facts over emotions every time. Okay. So most of your like CEO level position people are going to be fighters, detectives, or a blend of the two. Okay. Now the detective in me is why I can effectively run a business because I'm researching, I'm looking up competition, I'm looking up uh, numbers, I'm, you know, analyzing every day, every week, um, you know, measuring numbers against our projections, all that stuff. And so I do that with business decisions. Is this marketing campaign going to be beneficial? Is this hire going to be beneficial? Is this... so? you're going to hear this person asking detail-oriented questions about the product. And how I talked about stories being a way to really sell with people because third-party is the way to go. With 
detectives, we really don't care. Okay. Like the product could be great through this other person's eyes, but I know what I know. And I'm just looking for facts to see if this thing will benefit me. Hey y'all. Sorry to have to interrupt the show, but it's time for a quick word from our sponsor, me. (laughs) As some of you may or may not know, I am the president and CEO of Divinity Group LLC, the supplemental insurance agency that pays for this entire show. I recorded this commercial to let you know that I'm looking for high quality individuals to add to my team in 2023. And I think that quality individual could be, should be you. Now, why would you want to work with me? (laughs) I'm glad you asked. Are you the kind of person who likes flexibility of schedule, uncapped earning potential, weekly bonus cash, quarterly bonus stock, residual income, all expenses paid incentive travel, vested ownership in what you're building, unparalleled culture and community? (laughs) Of course you are. And so am I. See, look how much we already have in common. (laughs) All right. So why would you want to learn from me? Also glad you asked. I'll give you five reasons. One, you're already listening to my podcast. So yeah. I've been doing this for five and a half years at a very high level. I'm the number one agent in the state of Montana. I'm one of the Flathead Valley's 20 under 40. And I want to teach you how to take control of your income. All right. Look, if what I've said in the past 90 seconds has piqued your interest then pink the link in the description to watch our recruiting video and reach out for some more info. All right, okay, all right. I'll shut up about what I do and get back to what it is that I do. Let's go! So, again, fighters and uh, detectives, facts and solutions, right? If you can drop uh, real facts and those facts solve problems you will likely get a sale out of these people. With detectives, um, same thing. When you're talking to them, you're going to, because framework, but you're going to be a little more detailed. My product, uh, again, example, what I do. My product pays tax-free cash directly to you in the event of an emergency. You can use that money however you see fit. There's no caps, no lifetime limits on that money. And if you never need to use it, you get 100% of your paid-in premiums back. Is that worth 15 minutes to go over how it works? Okay. I've used a ton of details and explained exactly what my product does to give him the information of like, okay, yeah, this is worth my time. Okay. Their brain works like a mental calculator. So the more numbers, facts, figures you can give them, the better, right? It just feeds their brain the information that it likes to digest, okay? And again, it's I'm tough for people because the fighter is quick and to the point and the detective is slow and methodical, right? But that's where you just need to get through that initial conversation with me so I can set an appointment with you where we can slow down and I can look at stuff with you, okay? So again, being able to see and read this in people, entertainers okay this is my wife kelly most of you who are friends of us and know the show um you know how very different we are and i think that's why it works but um entertainers these are social butterflies and enthusiastic extroverts okay your big loud bubbly friends uh these are the entertainers 
They love people, possibilities, and rapport. They care more about emotions than facts. So an entertainer is literally the mirrored opposite of a detective, right? I want to know all the numbers, the facts, the figures. Keep your stories to yourself. I'm not really interested. Kelly does not care about any of the numbers, figures, any of that, but she wants to know everything about everyone who's involved, every name of every person, their story, their grandma's story, right? It's just different people. So, uh, and again, care way more about emotions. What did my product do for my client and how did that make them feel? I would just want to know what my product did for the person, period. Okay. Um, if you're selling to an entertainer, they're going to be influenced by those you've done business with. The thing that I like to use here is just think keeping up with the Joneses, right? If Sam, Susie, and Bill all have it, well, you know, it's probably worth something. Why would all these other people be having it? Let's go. So when you're in your sales pitch with them, talking about your clients, talking about the people who have used your product, talking about people you work with, talking about industries that you help work with, you know, how you've helped those industries, how much money you've saved them, what that did for their business's bottom line, and then thus their family because now they had more money. All of these stories that you can use and names and names of businesses and all the stories that go within them, the people who work within them, um, that is what entertainers buy on. Okay, so those big bubbly people, they just want everybody to be happy and get along. And if you can tell stories about how your product does that effectively, you got them. Okay. Counselors, little bit tougher, right? Um, they kind of hide in the weeds. Uh, and so counselors can usually be um, a typical blended buying style. But these are what are called the laid back diplomats. They're the steady eddies and have the interest of the team at heart. They love security and consistency, and they make decisions by consensus, meaning they make decisions by having a conversation. Okay, they want to talk it out with somebody, right? That's how their brain is going to process the information. So these people are good to be in a sales pitch with because they naturally just want to have conversations with you. So what you need to be listening for is, again, they have the um, uh, interest of the team at heart. So the more you can talk about how your product, your service, whatever, uh, is a solution for their whole business or their whole family or their whole unit, right? They're usually the protectors. They're the ones that look out for everyone. Um, and so they're not just worried about them. They're worried about everyone that's connected to them. And you can hear that when they talk. And so for me, with my pitch, going towards a counselor, if I'm starting to hear that kind of, I'm going to be like, yeah, man, my product can protect you, your wife, your kids while they're at their sporting events. You got managers and employees here. I can make sure that they all get offered the same benefits as you. Um, again, it's the most competitive product on the market. Uh, and so you're offering them and protecting them with something that no one else can even come close to. So you're literally doing them the best possible service in this category. Uh, and so if I can help you make that for them, man, I'm on board. Um, and so talking that out with them, then they'll have some questions. 
they love security and consistency, right? So again, for my product, hey man, my product is financial protection, security. We offer no caps, no lifetime limits, consistent payouts. And if you stay with us for 25 years consistently, we're going to give you all that money back. So security on your money coming back in 25 years if you stay with us consistently, right? So there's a way to lean in with your product and pitch it to somebody in a way that they can hear it in a benefits format, right? So understanding those four buying styles. A counselor is going to be more influenced by how long your company has been in business, your status with the Better Business Bureau. Uh, for us, insurance companies, a company called AM Best, um, testimonies from your clients, right? They want to know, again, for the benefit of the team and making sure that it's secure, how long you've been around, what other people say about your company, any kind of business ratings that go with your company, because that's where they're going to get their trust of like, okay, yeah, you've been in business a long time. You're super secure. People love you. There's no reason for me not to at least give you a shot, right? So when they're questioning you, this is where you're going to start identifying because I've even taught this part and people go, well, what questions do you ask to figure out that they are one of these buying styles? That's not the framework. It's you listening. Again, sales is 30% talking, 70% listening. It's you listening to their questions and figuring out what they're looking for. And then you can go, oh, fighters look for that. Oh, entertainers look for that. Oh, right. So the better you listen, the easier it gets to figure these people out. So with fighters, they're just going to come at you hard and strong, stern, I would say. They're going to ask very directly whatever they want to know. What are you doing here? I'm selling. Okay, what are you selling? What is your product, right? It's quick to the point. Answer my questions. Let's go. That's going to be fighters. Detectives, they're going to be those detail-oriented questions, right? Then, again, just think like uh, Batman, Sherlock Holmes. Like, this guy's, man, he's asking a ton of really good questions. Detective, okay? Entertainers, oh, my God, tell me about you. Tell me about how long your business has been around. How many clients do you have? Do you have any employees? Oh, my God, how? tell me their story. Why did they come to work for you, right? That person asking all these people-based questions. Entertainer, okay? And then counselors, again, looking for how long have you been in business? Do you have any ratings with Better Business Bureau? How is this going to benefit my guys, quote unquote, right? Um, so when you hear these questions, it can help you steer and go, oh, okay, this is who I'm doing business with. But don't set your anchor right there. Because again, if you get past my fighter stage, then you're going to hit a detective. And if you're just still trying to run with a fighter and then I downshift and slow down, you're going to lose me, right? So you have to keep up with me. You have to keep up with my buying style. So just listening and paying attention. If there's a shift in how they ask questions, you're now dealing with this other buying style, okay? So with everybody, it's almost like dealing with multiple personalities. A few more tips on kind of how to identify these people. It can go, like I said in the quote from... Uh, the partners over at Southwestern, 
It can go to little tiny details, how they dress, how they talk, what their office looks like, all these little minute details that help categorize people into these more identifiable uh, buying styles, love styles, personality styles. So I'm not going to get in-depth on all of them for everything, but I'm just going to give you guys a couple of examples, okay? So for me, I cold call into people's businesses on foot. As soon as you walk in, if you can take a quick scan of the office environment and you look around and everything is perfectly straight, organized, um, in order, like it is with me, because you're dealing with somebody who's got OCPD um, and the clearer my space is, the clearer my mind is, you're very likely dealing with a detective. So again... I keep my space orderly like a detective, but in the beginning, you're going to think you're dealing with a fighter, okay? If the person's office looks like a bomb went off and there's stuff everywhere and sticky notes and half-drank water bottles and stuff, you're likely dealing with an entertainer, right? Again, that opposite side of the spectrum where everything's just chaos and messiness, but everybody's having a good time and that's all that matters. Okay. So looking at the office environments, tone of voice. Okay. Fighters like me, not afraid to speak loudly, slowly and directly or fast and direct, right? We're just, we're communicating right to you. Sometimes it's loud and that can be intimidating. Okay. But just know they're not trying to intimidate me. This is just how they get shit done. On the flip side of that, counselors, they generally speak quietly, slowly, calmly. Um, so you could be like, okay, this person's kind of chill. Again, steady Eddie. Um, I probably dealing with a, with a counselor here. As soon as you shake hands with them, right? So we got tone of voice and then we reach out for a handshake. Hey, my name is John. Um, and if you get squeezed, it's like, whoa, what's going on? That's just a fighter, right? It is a, you got to think like alpha males in animals, right? There's going to be this like trade of energy. And if you meet me with the same energy that I'm bringing to you, there's respect there. But if you're not meeting me with that same energy, I know that we have an alpha beta situation. And then I just know I'm in charge. I want to feel in charge, but know that I'm dealing with somebody at my same level. So if you have that strong handshake, um, you're likely dealing with a fighter, right? And again, flip side, the counselor with that calm, quiet tone. If they shake your hand, it's probably going to be soft. There's not going to be much squeeze at all. Their hand's just going to be in your hand. Uh, that like weird, awkward, like, am I holding your hand or am I shaking your hand? You're probably dealing with a counselor. So it's going to match that tone of voice, which means it's going to match that buying style all the way down to their clothes, right? Typically, entertainers, loud, bright clothing um, because they want to express themselves in every way, shape, and form. Uh, and then detectives, more like me, you're going to have more of that sleek, neat, pressed, ironed, tucked, well put together, um, very, very clean and presentable, but not trendy, right? It's just going to be kind of monotone, monochromatic, um, clean, right? Just like their workspace. So 
all these little minute details as you're working with somebody, as you're talking to somebody, you can start to go, oh, this is how they digest information and what makes them fall in love with something. I can hear it. Now I can give my pitch and make sure that I'm delivering information and properly building the need and all that with this person in a way that they can hear it. So those are the four buying styles. That is how you identify them. I hope that you guys compare uh, last week's episode to this one and you can start fusing some of the sales and buying information to start increasing your closes. Thank you for jumping on for another episode of the Healthy Wealthy People podcast. And I will see you right back here in two weeks for our marketing class with Kelly Thomas. All right, y'all. We have reached the inevitable end of today's episode. But before we go our separate ways, I just want to take a quick minute to say fucking thank you. Thank you for investing your listening time with me when there are literally millions of other artists whose content you could be consuming. Your support and feedback mean more to me than you will ever realize, which is why I'm going to ask you for one favor before we wrap this thing up. Please, if you have found any value in the show at all, there are three things you can do to help us grow. One, follow and or subscribe so you never miss another episode. Two, rate the show so other listeners can see just how goddamn good our content is. And three, Take a screenshot of this episode, share it with your followers, and tag me at John Divine Inc. so that they have the same opportunities and access to information that you do. Now, get out there and enjoy the pursuit of the healthiest, wealthiest, most authentic version of yourself, and I'll see you right back here in two weeks for another episode of the Healthy Wealthy People Podcast. Peace!